welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's up? Nothing much. Closing out on the school year is feeling good. Oh, feeling that's good. So nice for you. So so old. Um, again, it feels weird to be talking to you here. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen you. It's been quite a while. Well, now it's been two weeks. It's only been. It's two. felt like a long time. It's been a very long, long two weeks. But I'm here this week. Um, next week will be questionable. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna take advantage of me being here while we can. Do we want to jump right into talking about the Yankees? Of course. Let's talk about the absolute embarrassment that was the Red Sox series. Now, personally, it was probably the worst thing that could have ever happened to me to baseball. Um, as I don't know if people, if listeners know, I go to school in Boston, which means that I know quite a few Red Sox fans who all decided to make it the worst day of my life, the worst weekend of my life, honestly. And we couldn't even, we couldn't throw one game. We couldn't get past one game. The first game, I think we could have won. But the offense, honestly, through the whole Red Sox series, the offense was garbage. Michael, Michael King had a good start for a guy who I don't think should start. I love Michael King. I think he comes better out of the bullpen. I say as he's starting tonight. It is Thursday. We'll see how that goes. But <laughs> but anyway, I, I personally think he throws better out of the bullpen. He had one bad pitch. He didn't yeah. even have like a bad in it. He had one bad pitch. Yeah. To the one guy on the Red Sox, you can't throw a bad pitch to. Mr. Ninja Turtle Devers. He looks like a Ninja Turtle. He does. <laughs> um, but what we're... The offense was just bleh. You want to know who our only offense was? Aaron Judge, right? Miguel oh, and Duhar. And Duhar yeah. Which means you got to put that glove on the field. I think he's homered in his last five of eight games or something as of Thursday. He's doing well. I know. He's just stressing me out because in one he of the... He looks uncomfortable. In he, looks, he looks uncomfortable in the outfield. But then in one of the Red Sox games, I just read a tweet from Brian Hoke. Xander Bogarts hit a ball to left field. And per StatCast, it had a 95% chance of being caught. And it turned into a double. So yeah. we all know what yeah, happened there. that 5%. <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst is uh, the one thing that I remember recently is he had... He had a ball to his right, and he was drifting. Like towards the line? Yeah, it was towards the line. I know the one you're talking about. He was drifting, and then you're like, okay, easy catch. And then the last three steps, he like, had to like really hustle for it. Yeah, he had to like put it, <laughs> put it into gear two, and you're just like, oh, you don't drift to it. You drift to it when you know you have it, and not when you're like, oh, shoot, wait. <laughs> what's interesting is as, as a player myself, I don't play the outfield much, right? So I... If I'm ever stuck out there, first of all, I'm like, coach, what the hell? Um, then I'm down battery, <laughs> <laughs> down bad. <laughs> um, then my second thought is, okay, at least make it look like you're trying for the ball, which means you just gotta run. You don't drift, you run. But it's it's weird because he's trained as an infielder. Yeah. Which you still don't drift for the ball. No. <laughs> like I don't I don't know where this approach is coming from, and I understand like. That one, like, oh, maybe he was afraid that he was going to run into the wall. I don't know. Like, he caught that ball that we were talking about. But it but just... It, it, was, it, was, it was worrying. It's <laughs> frustrating when, like, Tyler Wade looks a little bit better going after a fly ball than Miguel and Duhar. And they're both infielders. But you can't doubt Miggy's bat right now. He's, he's hitting the ball in... I mean... His rookie year, we all knew he could hit. You know, the the bat was never the issue. Yeah, he got off to, like, last year, if he had any, like, spot starts, they were awkward. And this year, he got off to a slow start. But that's because they're – they've the Yankees have had this issue with him is that they can't get him consistency at one level. He's, like, almost too good for AAA, but he doesn't – they don't really have a spot for him on the major league roster unless now they're going to consistently have him in the outfield – because we can't 
put on a decent a center fielder. Outfield, yeah. <laughs> we, we can't put together a good outfield at the moment. Um, but he's just – he's starting to show what a lot of people had faith in once he got consistent at-bats, which turned into productive at-bats. You know? Yeah. Yeah, now he, that, he looks like he actually knows what he's – I mean, do we still love his swing? No. It's awkward. It's funky, but like – It works. Exactly. And that's all we need right now for this team. We just need people to hit the goddamn ball. And you know who has also been hitting? Aaron Judge. Okay, Aaron. I know you really want to talk about Aaron he's Judge. He's going. All right. I have, I have one, and then we can talk about Aaron Judge. Go ahead. Who is it? Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez. <laughs> Gary Sanchez has hit the ball. And he's like, in the last like two weeks, he's like in the 300s. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. We're having we're having people. Gary, I respect you. Just learn how to run the fucking bases, True. bruh. But go ahead. You want to talk about Aaron Judge really quick? No, well, or, or I wanted to stick on that. Like that whole thing of we're having hey, people are showing up, not helping us though. Yeah, like um last night I think. It was either Wednesday night or Tuesday night, some game against the Twins. DJ LeMayhew gets a leadoff double. And then I think it's strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Or strikeout, grind out, strikeout. Nothing comes from a leadoff double. DJ LeMay, who finally does the thing that we've been needing him to do all fucking year, and then we can't can't get him in. Sure, we ended up going ahead and winning that. Aaron Judge hit a home run. John Carlo hit two home runs, including an absolute piss rocket. Like that one was massive. But it's still like little things like that that you're just like, oh. Just score him from second base in the first inning. You know? Yeah. But you want to talk about Aaron Judge? Yeah. So, I mean, just going. I wouldn't say that he he isn't doing anything. I mean, he's doing well for us. I think better than he has been. I think he's on a big improvement stand right now. And that's a great look for us. I think that we have that going. Geo's still kind of on his little shaky path. Labor, too. Yeah. yeah, Gio, I agree. Gio's been, like, he's consistent, but, like, not as, like, con- like, he went on, he had that one streak. What was it, 0 for 16, I think? Yeah, yeah, I think he had an 0 for 16 slide. But also, one thing that's really big in baseball is how contagious hitting is. You know, Aaron Judge was able to kind of be different from that, is that he was able to go against the contagiousness of us not being able to hit. He would hit and get himself on base or whatever, but no one behind him would be able to score him because once five people aren't, once two people aren't hitting, three people aren't hitting, all of a sudden it it starts to be like everybody isn't hitting. Um, I also did want to say Glaber, since coming back from the COVID list, and I think we talked about this the last time I was on the pod. I don't know if you've talked, you touched on it yes, last week, yesterday. What the? F- it's been a little longer than yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Glaberson's coming back from the COVID list. His on-base percentage has gone up. Mm-hmm. His, he's inches away from batting 300. He hit one or two home runs. Or he, he's been he had one game where he scored all of our runs. Exactly. He scored right. And I've been seeing this on Twitter, Scotty. And I want to hear your opinion. Glaber leading off because DJ hasn't been productive. Straight up. But, I mean, that's the thing we, we've been saying a lot is we are calling DJ not productive, and he still is having a very good year. He's in the 200s. For a guy that was swinging 365 last year, 364. It was the substance. Was it the ball? <laughs> was it the ball? <laughs> it was the, they changed the ball on him. He doesn't know what it is. Changed the ball, and now he's like, roll over. Roll your wrists. Honestly, for this team, with how this year's going and how they experimented with their lineup, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that sooner or later. But I'm surprised they haven't done it. Already. Neither have right, I. We but put Luke Voigt lead off. I know. <laughs> but what is what is frustrating is that someone asked Boone about it, and he was like, why would I move him? Why would you move him? Because he hit his – the double that he hit the other day was the first one since, like, May 18th. He did not have an extra base hit for three and a half weeks. You know, and I, listen, listen, I love DJ. I'm glad that we have him for six more years. I'm sure he's going to figure his way out of this somehow. 
he's just on a, you know, but it is getting like really close to being a time where you can't say he's just on a bad skid. You know, it, we're, we're in June. How long is it going to be just a bad skid? But still, I have faith in DJ LeMahieu. But not at this current moment to put the best lineup out there. I don't know if that has him in the one spot. As of now, no, I don't think. Because I, I think it has... And I know there's like a, all the analytics shit uh, that I don't really understand. Like you put your best hitter two, whatever. I don't know. But you still want for morality and all of that. If your leadoff batter gets on, everybody feels better. Or at least makes... Con- like, you know, there's just something good that happens for the whole team if the leadoff gets on. Yeah. And DJ hasn't been doing that well. Yeah, exactly. He's going... Yeah, yeah. As a leadoff, I feel like he's having an issue being in that leadoff spot. Yeah. I think changing him where he is in the order could help very much. I mean... The biggest thing, especially with how this past few weeks have been going, experimenting isn't too bad. I mean, we're going, we have a different team than we're used to roster-wise because yeah. of injuries. And we aren't doing that well either offensively. So it's not like our our defense is the issue, and that's what we need to look at. We need to look at the issue, which is the offensive production, and just start moving things around, trying different things. Yeah, and like, listen, as awkward as our outfield looks with you know fucking Aaron Judge in center field Miguel Andujar anywhere with a glove that's not our biggest problem if our biggest problem was okay which of our outfielders are we gonna put where I'd I'd feel a little better you know because if they're still offensively producing and maybe we're winning more games we're not getting swept by the Red Sox. Ugh, the Red Sox. Um, you know, maybe maybe you, you can look past the awkward outfield alignment. But since we have the offense not really working, the awkward outfield alignment, you start to be like, okay, when are we going to get back on the track? Um, but on Scotty's um, train of talking about lineup changes, Chris Gittin was pulled up. He's like the only like the second or third Yankee to be pulled up in a Yankees Red Sox series. I know that's like a weird stat. That is a weird stat. You're getting into ESPN level stats here. I don't know why that like stuck out in my brain. <laughs> um, but hold on, let me turn my computer on. Do not disturb because my coworkers texting me. Like ESPN. This is a uh, this is a third time I'm that like, somebody's he's... been pulled up on a Tuesday in the second series against the Red Sox. Aaron, Ju- <laughs> Aaron Judge is also the second or the now tallest Yankee to play center field. I did hear that. I thought he was like. Or is he the second tallest? Or is he tied for tallest? I don't know. You really think you're going to just be able to hit Google with this? Google. Okay, Google. What is the tallest Yankee center fielder? Who is? Sorry, hey, not what. Hey, hey, yeah, guess what? I found it. <laughs> um, he becomes the tallest center field in baseball history. Told you. So also Yankee history. So yeah, you were right. <laughs> I thought I thought it I'm was not wrong. And I, I didn't want to say anything, but who is? I just want to see who's the tallest in general. Randy Johnson. Oh no, John Route Roch is the tallest overall with six eleven as a pitcher. Randy Johnson, I didn't know. He played left field at 6'10". If your child grows up to be 6'11 and they're playing ba- baseball, do you know how mad you must be as a parent? You're like, I put them in the wrong freaking sport. Why is he here? But then, actually, baseball players do make, I think, down the line, more money than basketball players, so maybe it was okay. There's a whole there's a whole thing about it of like, hey, in a way, MLB is probably more difficult to get into the bigs about it because you have to go through three, oh. two different levels. You have so many people ahead of you. There's a whole bunch of things about oh, it. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I – to get back to the Yankees on the field, um, one thing that I did want to talk about is how – and I don't want to use this word, but I can't think of a better word. Actually, I found a better word <laughs> before I even say that word. How hot and cold this team is. We play like – 
an on-fire garbage can against the Red Sox, right? Probably the worst baseball I've ever seen the Yankees play. And then here we are against our bitch, the Twins. Is it just because we're playing the Twins? I think it's just the Twins. Like, is it just the Twins? I'm pretty or, sure. Or are we going to go? I don't even know who the hell we play next. We have, I mean, we have. Probably the Rays, let's be honest. <laughs> we haven't seen yet, and I think this is going to be a real shutout, is uh, we haven't seen the uh, closer, Ostudios, come in yet. So. Oh, <laughs> I want him to come in. I don't because he's gonna make us look. Oh, we're cool. playing the Phil- <gasps> we're playing the Phillies. At I don't know if Didi's playing. Philly? Yeah, at yeah. Philly. Did you think the app lied? No, because I thought they didn't play the Phillies until until July. Saturday at four o five p.m. at PHI. Well, look at Unless that. that's the new way to spell Orioles. Um, but. Also, what the hell didn't I look to get tickets there? Then I'm sorry because you're an idiot. Also, I for the one in July. Whoa, 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 whoa. Also, tonight Jay Happ is pitching, and if we don't bump him out of the game by inning two, because he's a snarky little bad pitcher. I so I was, I was looking on Twitter today, right, Scotty, and people were like, oh, I hate Jay Happ, and I thought people just hated Jay Happ because he was bad. And I was, that was enough for me. And then I found an article by Pinstripe Pride, I want to say, and I think they have a podcast. Um, and it was after the, you guessed it, Davey Garcia start against the Rays in the playoffs. Um, so if we flash back to last year, Jay Happ is a part of our rotation. And we skipped some of his starts. Because let's be honest, Scotty, was he any good? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. So then he was with the media, which we'll talk about Yankees with the media in just a minute. He was with the media and somebody asked him about them skipping his starts. And he made like some like snarky little comment about like, well, I think that I should be getting the ball. Um, oh, blah, yeah. Blah, 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 I remember this. Right? Yeah. And then fast forward to the playoffs when it's, the Yankees saying, let's run an opener, but not the right way, and with the wrong guy. Why the, why would you run an opener with J-Hap? Why would you do it? But not to get mad about old things. Let me just gather myself really quick. <laughs> um, after that game, the media again asked him about, like, um, how he felt, like, going in as an opener. Did he know about it? And he was like, yeah, I knew about it, but I wasn't thrilled about it which is absolutely ridiculous. And I think that the person who wrote this, I don't know their name, but I, I, the website was Pinstripe Pride, was like, the reason that the opener runs so well with the Rays is because every pitcher in the entire organization buys into it and believes in it. Yeah. Right? That's why the opener works. Yeah. And since J-Hap didn't buy into it and believe in it, I mean, there are many reasons why it didn't work because it was a stupid plan. The Yankees don't run an opener. You threw a righty and a righty. Many reasons why it didn't work. But (laughs) additionally, it was because he thought that he was all of a sudden Cy Young himself. And and I just hope that Jay Happ gets the shit beat out of him by the Yankees today. Knock on wood. I'm really sorry if I just ruined the game. I will not be watching because they only ever win when I don't watch. So, <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the Garrett Cole situation? Yeah. Do you want to give us a rundown let's, of the situation? Let's do a nice rundown. So, as people know, MLB did this whole thing of cracking down on substance, um, substance used by pitchers, um, primarily um, just because people are going and there seems to be a big spike in um, – RPM, so rotations per minute. Um, so there's been a huge thing of that. And so the MLB was like, hey, maybe we should do something about this. And then a lot of pitchers were kind of put on the block about it of like, hey, who could do it? Uh, Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer were easily the top two that people were looking at. And Why are people not looking at you, Darvish? The man has 900 pitches. I'm not exaggerating. I don't know. No human can actually do that. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, but... Like, each of them were questioned. Uh, I don't remember exactly what Bauer said. Um, Bauer 
said that they should be. He, he, he agreed that they should be. Yeah, but penalized. Bauer was like, "I'm not doing it," but some other big ticket guys are. He kind of sent it Cole's way. Yeah, he did that, and then Mike Trout agreed with Bauer. So I can't imagine how people felt about that. They Mike Trout. Like, I hate Bauer, but like Mike Trout Mike said Trout! something. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Um, and then, but then, uh, I want to say Pete Alonso was asked about it today and he was like, bro, if it's going to make them not hit me, yeah, use it all you want. There was a big thing as well that people were like, oh, well, clearly like people would do that argument of, Hey, people aren't getting hit. And then people would be like, yeah, well more people have been hit. And I was like, yeah, cause on the purpose. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Literally on purpose. <laughs> come out then. Of course they're going to get hit on purpose. Sorry. Uh, keep talking about Cole. Uh, yeah. So then Cole went and like the week that it came out that they were going to go and, um, start cutting down on it. He went and had the worst start. He looked like a high school JV pitcher. It was so suspicious. And he was like, my delivery was all wrong. I didn't have the energy, which maybe he didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they then went and he had an an, a press interview like two days ago, I think. Two days ago. And they went and asked him about the whole situation. Like straightforward. They were like, do you use spider tack? And his whole thing was the most suspicious and worst thing I could ever hear. His his first line was, yeah, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, he was like, I don't know how to answer that. Um, People have been using stuff uh, for all these years now. And I'm like, you aren't even trying to help yourself. (laughs) And like, what I don't, all of these guys are so media trained and like the likelihood that you're actually getting like a genuine non-rehearsed answer from them as a journalist as an interviewer very very slim you know it's just it's just what it is because they don't do you're a good journalist yeah or you just asked a really bad question they don't want to get themselves in trouble they don't want to get the organization in trouble whatever the fact that nobody in yankees pr or media prep were like hey garrett you might be asked this question because you've been in the news a lot lately about it. Here are our answers for what you should say. Probably forgot. He probably didn't. He couldn't take the paper out. And then and he was it. like, he was like, you know, I don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> Literally anything else would be better than that answer. Anything else. I was just like, oh, oh, Jesus. But then he threw yesterday. Yes. He threw Wednesday. Through great. Amazing. He had the highest average. Like, his fastball was the highest that he's ever started. Like, in any start. Hit, I don't know how to say this sentence. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, the highest percentage strikes? Or like, no, like speed. Speed. All right. He's, he's, highest miles per hour average. on average for a start by Garrett Cole. There you Those go. Those are the words. There you Those go. are the words. There are the words. Um, so, and his RPMs were right back to where they were. Because he probably was out there like, I'm, I sound like an idiot. I sound yeah, like he's an like, idiot. He's like, first of all, I have to face fucking Josh Donaldson, who I hate. Who even are you? You're on the Twins. You're garbage. You don't know how to win a playoff game. Um, but that was my, my biggest issue was how was he not prepared for this question? But another issue I have with it that I kind of said when I was saying how do they not look at you Darvish is I think it is ridiculous that people are they're using him as the poster child of mm-hmm. it and he one he's not the only person to be accused DeGrom's been accused Bauer's been accused Darvish has been accused like literally top top to bottom in the league people have been accused of this and it when it first came out like during spring training I'm pretty sure people straight up said we're like yeah we're all using it yeah. We're, we're all using it. Yeah. Like, not even trying to hide it. Um, so, that that's that's one thing that's really frustrating is that, like, people are like, let's pin it on Garrett Cole. And I was just saying this to you. I was saying it to my friend. I was like, he is wiping his tear. Oh, he's so upset with $1,000 bills. <laughs> oh, no. They're not oh. going to, like, oh, boo But here's the thing, though, about that whole thing. You said people were pinning on everybody. Um, I think the two biggest is usually Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole because that's a big thing of how their careers have kind of jumped. I mean, again, Bauer really wasn't good 
the beginning when he was with, I think he was with the Twins originally, and then he got traded out. I think that's where he was. He was, I don't he, know. He was somewhere. I think it was the Twins. Um, and Cole with the Pirates, not t- at those two points. Yeah, people of them are like, really ooh, this- is he going to go back to being Pirates, Cole? N- yeah, neither of them were like all that explosive. And in the past three years, they've both come out of nowhere. So I think that's pretty a big reason why people are targeting them. And the thing also, people like have a little suspicion. They're like, ah, oh, Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom has clearly not used it because his big thing is that he doesn't have high RPM. He's yeah, but never DeGrom... This- DeGrom, I don't know, because DeGrom has added velocity as he's gotten older. That's, Over the last five years, he's added like five to seven miles an hour. But that big thing with the substance isn't really like that the miles per hour. It's the slider. It's the it's the movement of the ball. And he really hasn't had this And that's why slider. I don't understand why no one's looking at you, Darvish. <laughs> exactly. His pitches don't even have names. It's just a schooly bop. Well, basically. This Throw pitch, me the 32. This pitch, I toss it up. Grab it, and that's how I throw it. <laughs> so I load it with uh, spider tack, right? But then I draw a flower in it, and it goes up, down, and loop-de-loop, and then you have to hit it. But I don't know. I, uh, do I want to just blame this all on Rob Manfred? Yes. Because here's the thing. First, you dead in the ball, so people can't hit the ball now. Listen, I under I agree that maybe last year the ball was a little too crazy, but also home runs are exciting. You're trying to get people to watch baseball. Home runs bring people to watch baseball. But first you do that. Now you're like, oh, this thing that everybody has talked about using because it's okay, because nobody's ever told them it's not allowed. Now let's just ruin everything. And it should, it, it, I don't know. I, I agree that substance is should not be it's hard it's not a black and white thing i don't think because yes substances 50 years ago when guys were when it was crazy that a guy was throwing 95 miles an hour yeah now we have degrom consistently throwing five six innings with 100 mile an hour pitches you know you have guys like chapman who can hit like 112 you know it's just not the same game and i i kind of agree with pete alonzo on it is that if for him to de- like for batters to definitely be safe with a god forbid 120 100, not 120 110 mile an hour fastball coming out of Chapman's hand because he has a little bit of sticky stuff on it if it's between being a strike or being in his head i think it's safer for it to be in the zone you know yeah i think yeah i think the whole thing you you're trying to say here is like hey you're making the game less home run by deading the ball, but also not making it fun of a, to watch as a pitcher side because you're also deadening the ball on their exactly. side. You're basically just making it a neutral, more yeah, boring if, game. If, if you bring the ball back, like last year, the whatever we're calling that ball, plus the spider tack, I think last I think 2020 baseball was a shit ton of fun. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if maybe it was because it could have been a combination of the home runs, it just being an absolute all-out sprint to the finish. I don't know. But I thought, like, the home run race and all of that was a lot of fun. Now it's like we're in June and, what, um, Acuna's leading or Acuna or Vlad, whoever's leading, might be Shohei, I don't know. No, Shohei's not up there. Like 17. Yeah, but the top three is junior, junior, and junior. That's how I know. Is it's Vlad, Acuna, Acuna, and who was the last junior? I don't know, Scotty. You said it's oh junior, junior, junior. I know there's three of them, and I just forget who this last. Guriel. No, they're all young. Tatis. Oh yeah. Dumbass. I forgot Tatis is a junior. All right. <laughs> we are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Tatis is a junior. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, this is obviously. And I think we say this about, like, every time that we get to an episode that there's, like, a bigger baseball problem, we're always like, obviously there are people with bigger brains and a better understanding of this. But, Scotty, if you had to put your thoughts... We do not get the salaries to do this. Huh? We do not get the salaries to do this. I do not get paid enough for this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't get paid enough. Um, To wrap this up, if you had to quickly make your say on spider tack do you have anything you could say i think that it does need to be a little more restrictive i think it's either that or the baseball something like that because 
There's no reason there should already be whatever there's six no hitters this yeah. year. I think that that kind of also takes a little more out of the game. If you're and having, it's like sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's like six no hitters from like not from Cole, not from Scherzer, not from Darvish. Yeah, exactly. You're not getting it from these big name yeah. people, and I think that's almost interesting. You had the same last year. Giolito really before that no hitter. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah, you're not seeing it from these big from these big pitchers. I think it also might be a lineup thing. It might be, hey, it's not going to be their number one pitcher. Let's not put up our ni- number one lineup. But whatever it is, there, there's there. That's too many no hitters, and I feel like that shows that something's happening on the defensive side, and. As a viewer, that's not really the part that you always want to see. You don't want to see good pitching because that just gets kind of long, I feel, going yeah. and just watching. Because you don't realize it's a no-hitter until the eighth and ninth inning. So you have to go through eight innings of just being like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> also, no-hitters don't attract casual baseball fans. You know, no-hitters are attractive and impressive to people who – care about baseball and love the game of baseball but if you're like just getting into the game or like trying to get into the game like could you could you imagine you're just like trying to get into baseball and you're just like by mistakely at a no hitter you're like this is boring why are you all excited exactly you're like you're like nobody's hit the ball there's no action and listen i know that people are probably gonna be like ah there were too many home runs last year you can't say a home run isn't fun. And I say this as someone who says the Yankees need to stop scoring all of their runs on home runs, which I still do agree with. We still do need to just have RBI singles and doubles. But Yeah, no, the issue, the issue with the Yankees is because we try to only hit home runs, but we fail. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Um, it's just, I don't, there needs to be some sort of happy medium or regulation on it. I feel like just eliminating the sticky stuff is going to be dangerous and it's going to really, really backtrack the game. That's all I have for Yankee stuff. What do you have? Yeah, I mean, I don't have much other Yankee things. I mean, we're just, we're kicking butt against the Twins because that's all we know how to do. Someone was like, I don't know if the Yankees are back or if we're just playing the Twins. And then there was one that was like, there was one tweet that was like, nothing to fix the Yankees than to play the Twins. <laughs> um, so do you want to head around the league? Yeah, well, I want to say one more thing, oh, which oh, will kind of, oh, okay. well, I have oh. two things that are kind of connected. Well, <laughs> it, it's in a tough situation. One's Yankee-related, one's pitching-related. So we're at a tough spot here. First one, let's stick with the Yankee-related one. Good. CC Sabathia is... Should be our manager. He should still be playing. Oh, this man dropped he's from yoked. He's, they're saying he dropped from 342 pounds to 280 pounds. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he never did that as a player. But like also, he has his heart problem. Yeah. Which if you watched his documentary, you would know so much about. Um, but so I think that that has a but like he's not just like skinny. He's he's jacked. And I'm like, did you never consider this when you were a professional athlete you were let me let me say that again. professional athlete he goes uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna take my time and it's like go ahead big man go go relax and he's just like i'm gonna hit the gym like, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> um he will fight his way to the manager position i was gonna say one i don't know how much i'm allowed to talk about this <laughs> but when our third base coach and our hitting coach get tossed out of a game before our manager, something's wrong. I don't know what I'm, I'm not going to point fingers at what's wrong because I want to keep my current job, but roles should be a little reversed. Some normally the third base coach is holding the manager back, not the other way. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because I think that's all I can say. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like that's something, and, and as any Yankee fan would kind of be able to also see the same thing in that event that happened, and nothing happened in that man manager position. 
I really don't know. You're allowed to say whatever you want, I can say Scotty. whatever I want. Okay. Well, it's still associated. <laughs> yeah, maybe sure. don't say whatever you want. Yeah. Maybe dance around it a little bit. I, I think that, that you... And the big thing is in situations like that, there's a video of... Uh, it was like from a while ago. The Mets manager goes and like almost wants... You want to get kicked out as the manager to get the tension and like the, the energy going. The savages in the box fit was what we needed. But we also need it timed better. Yeah. Like the one time this year Boone got thrown out, we were losing seven to two. Yeah, we needed. We it's needed, too late. What we're looking for, I wanted to see two him to charge day. out there, draw a line in yeah. that right in and that be like, batter's box, and be like, "Hey, look at you're calling this is against this was against the Rays, but you're calling every single ball that is in this batter's box a strike for him, but none for Cole. Something." Or even even just that pitch, just that pitch. Even like be like, hey, yo, that ball was three and a half feet outside the zone. Four and a half inches. <laughs> like <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. That's and then you get kicked out for that, and then your entire team's like, yeah, screw then you, you yeah. umpire, yeah, yeah. Exactly, you go into extras with a little bit of fire. No, Phil Nevin, who's still, I'm gonna be very respectful here because I want to keep my job. Phil Nevin is still like. Attached to the IV. Homeboy just got out of the coves. Was doing what we needed him to do. But. I'm sorry, that just popped up in my brain. I did not mean to cut you off. No, you're good. But I knew, I, I remembered that that was something that <laughs> occurred this week. Go ahead and talk so, about your pitching thing. Yeah, the pitching thing. This is really funny that you kept bringing this pitcher up. You, Darvish, in a start. Through six different pitches in two innings. Yes, because that's normal. <laughs> how, how do you physically have the signs? <laughs> I don't. That's the. That's what I don't understand about. He says. He said coming into spring training this year. I think he said he had fourteen pitches. I'm sorry. One, two, three. How four, do five, you six, give seven. a sign for pitch twelve? What is a sign for pitch twelve? What is it? Five five two. <laughs> like they have like the softball wristbands. Five four three. They're like okay okay six three seven and then like okay. Tatis at shortstop is like okay that's the loop de loop and pull and shoes are looking good. Got it. I don't know where the hell this pitch is gonna go, but I think this now means that Manny Machado you shift to right field. <laughs> like yeah, there's there's too many. There's too many. Um, are we heading around the league? Yes, more around the league. Knock yourself out. Interesting little fact happened. The Contreras brothers. Yes. Wilson <laughs> and William. Why would you name them so close together? Pick uh, a different letter. Uh, or don't go W-I-L. Will? Why is it Will and Will? I don't know. Um, they homered on the, same t- on the same day in the same game. Yes. First time in their career. Magical. Ain't it crazy? Which is, in their, their career is pretty long. <gasps> Wait, I do have something to say about around the league. Go ahead. The Cubs city jerseys. I was going to get there. Are horrendous. I don't like it. I don't they like it. They look like, my coworker said it best, they look like blueberries. I don't like it. They There is a picture of all four, well, currently all four jerseys that are their city jerseys. So we have the Boston strong one can't dislike that you're not allowed to yeah you're legally not allowed to dislike that one uh the miami one which i think is really cool especially what it's referencing um can you give me the story of that one sorry uh if i'm correct it's some kind of um like a cuban league or something like that oh yeah 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 yeah. it was something related to like a past team that existed sick it it was really cool like that the white Sox ones were just the greatest uniforms i've ever seen it was insane the south side it's so they're so slick it's (laughs) hello fellow kids (laughs) You can't like that, all right? I, know, I hate, I hate that man. I hate that man. <laughs> um, and then the Cubs ones next to it, and like I get it, and I read the history behind it, and they're like, oh, it's about like the whole like burrows around Wrigley, and it's like they call themselves Wrigleyville, and it's Just a throwback. A nice it's a throwback to the seventies. My issue is not with the fact that it says Wrigleyville. My issue is that it's this weird dark blue, and then you put light blue on top of it, and that's it. That's it just that's the best the you guys could come up with. Was blue on blue? It's been done. The Blue Jays been doing it. <laughs> like <laughs> it was ugly. Now I'm trying to think of who would be cool jerseys that we could have. 
Uh, okay, I is think, every team doing a city jersey? I think most of them are. Because Next. I was trying, to, I was talking about that with one of my coworkers. Like, are the Yankees allowed to have that much fun? What would they do? A, They've been a boring skyline? Entire, they've been boring like a entire... skyline would be super cool. <laughs> yeah, but they, they don't want to do that. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, the Yankees are actually just going to play in suits and ties. <laughs> They're saying we're here um, in uniform. The Mets, uh, it just better be their black jerseys. From Players Weekend? No, like when, like, oh, in, like, oh, the, or, like 2007. Oh, yeah, 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 Like yeah. those black jerseys. I still think the Players Weekend jerseys are the nicest things I've ever seen. I don't like the white ones. I don't like the, the black, no, the, the black, black ones. ones. The black ones were so good. I didn't like the all white. That looked good. No, the all white was weird, but the all black? Yeah. Fire. Um, no, the Mets should have just, like, the giant apple. Yeah. Uh, I think, oh, oh, my God. I think, really, they should just bring back the no-sleeve jerseys. So that'd be, <laughs> Like the Reds did? That would be the Reds. Uh, I think the... Diamondbacks had it. Rockies had it. I like the Diamondbacks. I don't know if they still wear it, but like in the 90s, I want to say, they had purple in their uniform. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those were nice. Thinking back to the Randy Johnson days. Yes. That's exactly who I'm picturing in my head. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I had the same idea. I actually can't name another Diamondback. <laughs> Madison Bumgarner. Yes. <laughs> and Cattell Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Come be a Yankee. Right Wait. Did you see his sword on Pitching Ninja? Yes, I showed it to you. The one where he literally fell on the ground. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pitching Ninja quoted it today. He was like, I just want everyone to know this is the best one all year. No one is ever going to top this. Like, I still want you, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Keep going. I'm, I'm trying. I don't want to be here for an hour. Keep going. <laughs> so uh, we saw the, the, the twins go and, and run a, a, a triple play of their own. Which you know is kind of upsetting, but uh, also pretty cool. Um, the, so yeah, the, theirs wasn't uh, as as cool as the Yankees. I think the Yankees is better. It was uh, a bunt, pop fly to first to then go kind of around to get everybody else. So it was kind of basic, kind of boring. Uh, <laughs> really quick, um, Zach Britton started his rehab assignment. His second start was terrible. He gave up a two-run home run to a double-A guy. Um, and his ball wasn't moving. But keep going. Um, so two, Other than that, he did fine. <laughs> two players I wanted to bring attention to because I don't think that they're getting enough attention this year. Jesse Winker and Cedric Mullins. Go on. Cedric Mullins this past weekend. He's the fa- He's really, really fast, right? He is the Orioles outfit. Yep, yep yeah. really, really fast. Um, give me a second. I want to get the exact stat that he went on. Uh, in one weekend, he went eight for nine, three home runs, four RBIs, five runs. He's good at baseball. This year. <laughs> this is the second year. So second or third, I'm trying to figure out his career. He has 176 games. So this would be year three then for him. Um, he went and he had a, a five for five. Not necessarily. Last year was 60, 60 games. So this would be a thir- his third season. Played all sixty last year. You don't think they've played? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not good at math. Never mind. <laughs> I was about to say, what? You don't think they played a hundred games? I know they haven't played a hundred games. Yeah, he had a he had a nice seven for seven streak uh, in two days, and in one day, five for five, two homers. So he's good at baseball. He's good. Uh, his stats for the year: uh, three twenty three batting average, puts him in sixth. Nine home runs, nineteen RBIs, uh, nine twenty eight. Um, OPS. So he is he's doing, but he's on the Orioles. So nothing's ever gonna happen. <laughs> Actually, if the Yankees stop playing the Twins, they might grab fourth place. <laughs> I'm kidding. Gen- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm a positive Yankee fan. I'm gonna. We're gonna figure it out. And then Jesse Winker is also having. Yeah, one. I can't say. I literally. I don't think I've ever heard this man's name. But he is he the, on the Cubs. He's on the Reds. Yeah, I'm good at this. Castellanos. If I'm correct, I think he's had two, three home run games this year. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) I remember the graphic. I'm trying to, yeah, so he had a a three home run game against um, St. Louis. Um, Yes, that was just the one that just passed. And then he had a three home run game against Milwaukee and uh, two against the Pirates. So he's been doing 
really well. Did you see Cabrian on the Pirates who did who missed first base on a home run? And then got taken back. And yeah. then, yep. Yeah. And then the same day. That sums it up. The same day, I want to say it was a guy in the Royals. One of the top prospects. I know who yeah. you're talking about. One of the missed top prospects. home plate, mm-hmm. but his was scored as a triple because <laughs> he didn't net home plate. <laughs> but Winker, currently on the year as well, 346 average, which puts him in second, 17 home runs, tied for third, uh, 38 RBIs, and a 1.57 OPS, which puts him in second. This guy is not being talked about enough. Yeah. With those He's got stats. way too high. Of, is Are they leading with 18 home runs? Uh, I think so. I can go and check right now. So he's... If he's wait, no. That's, it has to be 19 because if he's tied for third. Oh, he's, I thought, I, I thought yeah. he was tied for second. He's Sorry. tied for third. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's... It's just... It's absolutely wild. First of all, uh, and I, I've, I've seen this in a, a tweet, and I don't think people appreciate it enough, that we are in the age of baseball of... Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Acuna, Guerrero, Tatis, like all, all of the, all of this at the same time. We're all and everybody, everybody in the top of the home run race is all new. So here's here's a home run race. It was actually true. So it's actually they have the second highest. So eighteen is the highest split with uh, Vlad and Acuna. Both have eighteen. Winker after that and Tatis. Winker, Tatis, and Otani all tied there for seventeen. And then Mitch Hanger for Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I haven't yep. heard enough about him. I think him. it's Hanniger. Hanniger? Ah, uh, he has 16 as long as, uh, right with Adolis Garcia, who's, he's come out of nowhere too as a rookie. Oh, yeah, he was like DFA and like free agent double A, and they picked him up and they were like, hey. And then in one week, but he's he with the Rangers. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's with the freaking Rangers. I say as we lost to the Rangers. <laughs> um, but hey, look at that. Aaron Judge tied for eighth. With 15. He has 15 home runs? He has 15 home runs. Since when? <laughs> Sorry. <I don't> <laughs> um, what else do you got? Anything? Um, I don't... Let's see if I have anything else baseball-related. What's your non-baseball-related thing? JMU! Oh, softball. JMU. Um, that just wrapped up today. Oklahoma won. I don't know how to say the pitcher's name of. Jim. I think it's Odessi. Odessi is what I've been saying. I don't know, but there's a big thing that Alexander. Her last name's Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. So she went. She was a pitcher for JMU. JMU was an unranked team going into the college women's softball college World Series. World Series. Because we have to specify that we're women. What? Nothing. It's women's softball. No, it's women's college World Series. Oh, they don't have because, softball in it. No, because the entire world just assumes that everything um, belongs to men. So we have to specify that it's women's. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue talking but, about how great she is. So <laughs> JMU is this unranked team. Uh, and they went in. I just want to say one one little critique I had is there was a lot of attention on the uh, on that the shorter girl on the team. And they were like, oh, you know, it's really hard being a short person in, in, in softball. And I was like, the whole thing about, like, baseball and softball is that height, height really doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. yeah Odessi like, wasn't that big. No. She no, was a pitcher. Their third baseman's, like, really, really small. I forget who her, who her name was, but I like, wasn't able to watch any of it with sound. I was yeah. at work, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, that's kind of, it's like not really that interesting because because so, softball and baseball are a sport where you don't need to be tall. You're like you next fact, let's go. <laughs> I was like, okay, not I interesting. Really think it's that cool, but yeah, no. So she went. Uh, she threw a thousand and fifty-seven pitches yeah. in the tournament. And Which a baseball player literally could never do. Exactly. Because you're all babies and stupid. But the one thing that I do want to mention about it, and... She threw... Sorry. She threw like 63 of their 72 innings or something. Like, she was just... But even... Apparently, even their, their second pitcher is also extremely good. Yeah. <laughs> they just... They were up against Oklahoma, which is the best offense in the country. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they just won today. They beat FSU, I think, 5-1. to one. They're just a really good. They, they, you lose in the semifinals to the person who wins. You know, you don't want to lose to the person who loses because then you're like, oh shit, we could have be, we could have been there. Yeah. You lose to the person who wins, you're like, okay, <laughs> that's fair. We we grabbed one from them. But like the main thing of why I wanted to save this and why I wanted to talk about it is because um, so I follow this one account, Pitchers Nation, which goes and is all is primarily pitchers in the MLB. MLB on Fox did it as well. Both these accounts who are baseball-related went and posted these things. 
And she was everywhere. And the one thing that I do like, and I think was really good, is I like to say a majority, a heavy majority, mm-hmm. were so for it. They yeah. were so promoting it. And I think that's so great. Because honestly, and this is a, a bit of a, a of a more on-the-fence topic, softball, 100%, so entertaining to watch. And I think that's the big difference of why you're going and you're seeing not as much for like women's basketball because it is more of a slower-paced game compared to men's basketball. I think a big thing of but softball. Sabrina Ionescu is exciting to watch. What? Sabrina Ionescu on New York Liberty basketball. Yeah. She's entertaining to watch. Sorry. But like there's like the games Didn't of like. cut you off. You're doing great. There's a games of like you like I'm going to say this now because it's, it's my school. UConn versus High Point in the NCAA Women's what? Tournament. <laughs> that was not fun to watch yeah. because it, it you go against UConn. Who, you know UConn's winning. Yeah. All of them are. They, they got like they dropped like 110. It's on like them. will we put up 10 points today? Exactly. Who knows? Like, it's just it's I think there's a the big difference of that. But like it's, every other sport. I feel like is very unbalanced. You know, you see the big, the big schools that often are good stay good. Yeah. And I'm uh, softball's the same way. You know, every year UCLA's in it, Alabama's in it, Oklahoma's in it. But you get a team like JMU. You get a team that FSU wasn't good until maybe about four or five years ago. Clemson, it was their first year with a softball ter- uh, team, and I think they made the tournament. I don't think they made it very far. I think they <laughs> lost in the first round, but they made it. Yeah. You know, and. I agree, like, everything that I saw people commenting about Odessi, which I'm very sorry for pronouncing that wrong, but everybody knows who we're talking about. If You you literally cannot be on sport, social media, and have not seen her. Like, yeah. she was everywhere. Everything was so positive, which is literally never happened. <laughs> Ever. Because someone posted a graphic the other day about, it was like, um... LeBron James getting booted out, or LeBron James changing his number. Six posts. Simone Biles winning the most international gymnastics championships ever. Zero posts. And people are like, oh, well, it's because um, LeBron James is more marketable. Who? Because nobody posts about her. That's why she's not not marketable, quote unquote. She's like, not marketable. She's fucking Olympian. She's Simone Biles! <laughs> exactly. She is. Th- Probably the single most athletic person on the entire planet. LeBron James cannot land on a balance beam. Can't do it. He cannot vault. He'd hurt himself and then be down for five minutes. LeBron James got poked in the eye and sat on the ground for 35 seconds. A girl on Oklahoma yesterday dislocated her finger, popped it back into the dugout, ran the bases, continued to play. I did see that. LeBron James, out for two weeks. Um, Don't get me started on LeBron James, but... But yeah, as I said, it's... There, it's so great to go and see this positive reaction because softball is so much fun of a sport. So to watch. fun to watch. It is so much fun. The girls are so fun. Did you see the, the girl on High Point? She got to first base. She said, "I'm getting ripped tonight." All right, be that. Hey. I didn't see this. <laughs> um. Yeah, but like it's because it is this. It, it's great to go and see that these sports are going out and getting more attention. And they are being more mainstream to go and watch. I mean, there still was plenty of people who really weren't uh, all that much of a fan of it. And that's going to happen. I mean, people under Major League Baseball tweets are like, not a sport. How the fuck do you... But the one who thing- says baseball's not a sport? What kind of argument is that? They're just like, cool, still not a sport. The I'm one, like, since when? The one thing I do think is really, really funny, and this is primarily under this post. Um, as so it said, a thousand fifty-seven pitches in the tournament. Everyone was like, oh, her arms gotta hurt. And like, you know, I applaud. You're just not there yet. I like, going for the right oh, idea. Oh, I'm sure. Listen, her arm definitely probably did hurt, but <laughs> not it's the not. Same they think. So here, let me just give you a very, very quick softball. I don't want to sit here and and drag on for softball here, but so the motion for a softball pitcher is a lot more natural of an arm motion than a base than an overhand throw. So a girl softball tournaments you normally play three, four games in a day. Mm-hmm. So a team can throw the same girl if they really wanted to every single game because it's just a more natural motion and there's no stress on the arm. So Odessi could throw every single day and it just proved how great of an athlete she was that she was able to stay so consistent every single day 
Really quick, I do want to say there was another graphic that came out. It was similar to remember during the NCAA March Madness tournament, there was yes. all of that information oh, yeah, about no, the women versus about. the men's. In the women's softball tournament, double headers. Um, they had to find their own hotels. The food wasn't as good. While um, the baseball tournament, it, it was much better situations. There weren't. There were maybe one or two doubleheaders. I, I think each section had. I think had the one, losing bracket to the winners bracket to, to the finals. Softball I think that was a consistently had doubleheaders, and the baseball commodities were just better and nicer. They had better gyms. They had better support staff and all of that. So it's still. Listen, I'm glad that now. Progress. The prog. Exactly what I was gonna say. The progress of people seeing it and giving it respect is fantastic. And now the NCAA is probably feeling tw- just as much heat as they felt during March Madness. So now it's not only going to be improved for fall sport athletes, there's also going to be an improvement for spring athletes. Then you got to bring it to fall athletes, obviously, but it can't just be like soccer, basketball, or yeah, I guess soccer, basketball, softball. It's got to be lacrosse. It's got to be track. It's got to be swimming. Everybody deserves the same commodities and if that means you cut back on the billions of dollars you spend on football you cut back on the billions of dollars you spend on football because i know you're just paying those kids i know you're putting money in mcdonald bags i know it give a little bit of the money to the women give a little bit of the money to the cross-country team and i want i just want to say one thing finish it off i'm sorry this is again not really baseball related kind of baseball related espn put this this post up and I can't find it anymore. I, they I probably deleted it. it. Down. But it was a list of, they went and they put a tweet out of who are the most clutch athletes. And one person on it, and I really want to get your opinion on it, because this is a really great question to anybody, is do you think Simone Biles counts as a clutch athlete? I don't think so, because I, I think that she has not had to be in that clutch situation. She's just so ahead of the that's, competition. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's not because she's never been put in that she's just in a completely different league like when she's competing everybody else is competing for second place and I think they all know that yeah like I don't think there is a single person who like right here they come not I don't know how gymnastics meets work but right they come skipping up and they're like signing up and they're like okay who am I competing against today Mm. Biles comma Simone okay second place sounds great to me like I just I think and she never she always has this very like, whew, like I'm just the shit look to her, but like not in like a bitchy not a way. Confident, like a, like a, she's she just, just like knows. she does it, and then she's like, like it's hard. Like you didn't expect me to do that. Like she landed a trick the other day that literally only like two men have landed. She's the first woman to do it. She's just like, I'm sorry. Did you think that uh, were we competing? I thought I was just putting on a show. And. It's not an insult to not be a clutch athlete. Like, you can be like Alex Caruso, who's only good when it's, like, on the line and people are like, Caruso for three! And it's like he averages four points a game, my guy. Like, I'm glad he made his three now. Simone Biles just is always, like, to put her into, like, I know this is a baseball podcast, but I'm going to put it into basketball perspective. (laughs) Put it into basketball perspective. Simone Biles is scoring 75 points a game. Exactly. Exactly. Without I, breaking a sweat. That's the biggest thing. And, like, I think a lot of people said that in the comments, and a lot of people are kind of seeing it more in a, in a, in a sexist way than it really than people wanted it to be because people are like, oh, it's because she's in gymnastics. Like, no, because she's so ahead of everybody. She's just. <laughs> there's just. Name me one other gymnast. Who might slightly put a count. No, just name me one other gymnast who's still doing gymnastics today. You can't. Because she is the sport. Yeah. And not in a bad way of like, oh, I don't know gymnastics. No. I can't wait for the Olympics to watch Simone Biles flippity-floop all over the place. And but there, name, honestly, name me one other. If you think of gymnastics right now, you think of Simone Biles. In 10 years, you think of gymnastics, you think of Simone Biles. Yeah. Because she's just, she's it. You know how everyone argues about who's the face of baseball? There is no argument. She's the face of the Olympics. Yep. She's the face of the United States Olympics team. Not just gymnastics, not just women, the entire team. Yes. And I think, like, yeah, as you're looking at that, 
A good example of a clutch athlete, Damian Lillard. Yes. Number Just one on person. a garbage team. Yes. Well, not a garbage team. They got but far enough. But he's gone in, in, in clutch situations. He's consistently going, coming Put up. top. Yeah. Simone Biles just goes up a top. Just goes on yeah. top. There's they're, like, they're like, Simone, we're competing against seven-year-olds. Okay? <laughs> Simone, we're competing against the best gymnasts in the country. And she's like, I can't compete against myself. What? Stanton hit a three-run homer. Oh, my God! Yeah, okay. Three nothing right we got to go. We got to go. This has been fun. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at pinstripe.podcast. This week, um, we were a little MIA with posts. I'm sorry. I have a job. I need to get Scotty the login. Scotty also has a job. You know, life gets pretty crazy, so I'm sorry. But we normally post lineup cards, scorecards, news, shit like that. Um, so pinstripe.podcast, check us out. Also, make sure you share and subscribe and like and do whatever you can to interact with the podcast. If you're listening on Apple because you're a weirdo, you can give us five stars. Don't That's great. People <laughs> <laughs> um, so just that makes us feel good, makes you feel good, all the good things. And we will be back next week. Might just be Scotty. I'm going to apologize already for that, but this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye!